You are listening to The Lift Mindset, where we provide an update from the experts. The aim of our podcast is to inform, educate and entertain. We will be sharing our views on current trends and predictions for 2021 about the industries the Lift Financial Group cover. If you are interested in financial planning, investing, mortgages, insurance, sports and more, then this is the podcast for you. Today, we have two experts from Lift Invest. We have Dan Thompson, Portfolio Manager, and James Cartwright, Investment Administrator. Dan will be answering James's questions about the financial market performance in 2020, the present investment landscape, his view on the current market, and the developing themes for 2021. The value of investments may go down as well as up. Hi, I'm Dan Thompson, Portfolio Manager for Lift Invest. Hi, I'm James Cartwright. I'm an investment administrator for Lift Invest. So, Dan, I'm going to ask you a few questions. I'm going to start by looking back. How did you think the financial markets performed through 2020? So, just like in our lives in 2020, it was very much a tumultuous year for financial markets, which was really led by by COVID in February and March, where markets reacted very swiftly and they fell sharply in anticipation that companies' earnings and their cash flows would be disrupted for the for the foreseeable future. But once kind of the, the initial COVID impact was behind us and central banks stepped in, the rest of the year was actually extremely positive for markets and they, they closed the year up strongly. I think if you if you didn't know that COVID had happened, you would have thought that it was a very good outcome with global equities, mainly in the US and in, in the tech sector, performing extremely strongly. And in the final quarter of 2020, we saw a lot of positive news off the back of vaccine developments with the the three vaccines being approved by different regulators around the world and that led markets to recover particularly strongly in November. So November was actually the the strongest single month for many decades and as we moved into this year there was a lot of positivity in market. Okay thanks Dan. So you mentioned the market had a a rally at the end of the year. Now, a lot of that was due to traditional value stock, for example, financials that didn't perform particularly well because of COVID. Do you think that's something that could be sustained through 2021? So in the UK market, there's a lot of noise at the moment. We had obviously the Brexit deal and the the final kind of agreement signed on Christmas Eve. So that has really benefited the UK market and it's very much been out of favour from international investors. However, one big element which has been missing from that agreement has been financial services. So a lot of that agreement is based around trade in goods between the EU and the UK. So in that respect, you would think that actually there, there could be potential headwinds to the sector moving forward. However, the current market has very much previously been expecting low interest rates for for the foreseeable future. And markets have actually begun to think that there will be a lot of pent up demand and economic growth will be very strong through 2021. And that itself could lead to higher interest rates, which may benefit financial services. So in all, you know, it is a fine balancing act. But I do think that it could be a beneficial period for the financial sector, despite there being limited mention of the sector in the final Brexit agreement. Yeah, now you did mention tech a few times. There has been fairly sustained route on the share prices in that sector. How long do you see this lasting? 
When you look at the tech sector now, it's had sustained strong performance for the last few years. And there have been a lot of businesses and tech-led stocks, mainly in the US, which have benefited from that trend. One of the big factors which has helped their performance has been low interest rates and the low returns generally of safer non-equity investments. Therefore, the future earnings of such businesses have been priced to be more valuable. Now, at this at this juncture, there has been a lot of concern around the spending that governments made through 2020 and that they will have to potentially inflate away a lot of that debt. And that has led to concerns around higher yields in the bond market and potentially even higher interest rates. And those factors are putting pressure on these growth stocks, which have sustained a very strong couple of years. So the yields have been rising. So a 10-year treasury bond at the end of October was yielding about 0.6%, and it's now yielding about 1.8%. So it's, it's increased by, by a fair margin in relative terms, but in historical standards, that's still extremely low. So as a consequence, there is still room to run in those yields. I don't think those yields will increase significantly from here. I think they may they may reach the level of around two and a half percent, which is is just back to the levels they were in in 2018 and early 2019. There may well be some further room. It will likely be a significant story through 2021. At present, there is a lot of concern about how high these yields can get and how high future interest rate expectations can rise. So I do expect there will be volatility in these growth stocks, but I don't think that we're gonna go back to the world where yields on treasury bonds are are anything more than 3%. Great, so Dan, which aspects of the market do you have a positive view on? A region which has performed particularly well over the last 12 months has been emerging markets and Asia. Now they performed very well because they, mainly in China, enforced a slew of restrictions early, which helped prevent further spread of the coronavirus. And for the rest of the year, their economy very much got back on track. And for the year as a whole, their economy actually grew, which was in stark contrast to Western economies, which which fell, and in some cases, fell significantly. That region is a region which we continue to have a positive view on because they aren't struggling so much with lockdowns at the moment. And there also hasn't been as much government funding. So there's less pressure on their governments to enact taxes in the future or reduce spending on other areas of the economy, such as infrastructure. Regions such as the UK, which hurt our performance relatively in 2020, may have a very good time over the next few months when a lot of their sectors, which have been out of favour, potentially come back into favour given the changing market dynamics. Now, are there any in particular where your outlook is less constructive? For for some months now, we've had a negative view on government bonds, and that has been due to a lot of the spending that governments made through the last year and the likely pressure on governments to service that sky high level of debt. And in an environment where interest rates are rising or the expectations that they may rise in the future are increasing, then there can be a lot of pressure on government bonds securities. Okay, thanks for that, Dan. Inflation has been persistently low over the past few years and hasn't been a large factor in the investment markets. However, do you think this may be about to change? 
because of where commodity prices and a lot of other items which make up the inflationary basket fell to last year, there will be a base effect which will boost inflation in the short term. Longer term, I do still think that there will be negative pressure on inflation because of aging populations worldwide, which generally spend less, as well as e-commerce, which itself leads to competition, mainly competition in terms of prices. There may, however, be positive pressure from pent-up demand as people come out of lockdown and with a lot of the the savings that people have managed to, to keep back ahead of the reopening of economies. And that itself may lead to, to higher prices. The desire of many of our clients is to attain a positive real return. However, in this environment, many low-risk assets will struggle to keep pace with inflation. Therefore, unfortunately, it is unavoidable that to attain greater chance of outperforming inflation, clients will have to take on more risk. There are bonds and certain assets which have explicit inflation linkage, such as inflation-linked gilts and infrastructure assets. However, we see that assets of that nature remain expensive and we prefer to invest in other areas of the market. So sterling has been strengthening recently. What do you think the cause of that has been and what do you think the effects will be? So sterling has indeed been been strengthening versus various currencies. Versus the, the dollar, it's been, been twofold. We've seen a dovish new government come in and a dovish new Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, come in. And that has put downward pressure on the dollar because it's expected that they will be less likely to hike interest rates in the near future. Also, in the UK, there has been a tremendous amount of money which has left the UK market due to the overhang of Brexit. But now that there's been a Brexit deal, the market has been seen as more investable by global asset managers and consequently money has flowed into the UK which has supported sterling versus the euro it's also been stronger this is is less about kind of the European side of things and more about the UK simply now being back in favour the effect of strengthening sterling means that inflation for one may actually move lower because a lot of assets are priced in dollars so a barrel of oil which may be $60 through sterling strength may then be cheaper for the UK consumer. Also, as sterling strengthens, it may affect our investment outlook because overseas assets become cheaper for a sterling investor. Thank you very much, Dan. That was really informative. Thanks very much, James. Have a good evening. Thank you for listening. We hope you have learned something new today from our experts. If you would like to find out more, please visit our website www.lift-invest.com or search for Lift-Invest on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear more from the Lift Mindset.